I'm a physician, retired three years ago. Uh, worked for the army hospital for 33 years. Uh, before that, I did my residency for three years in New York. Hi, my name is Rituja and this is Roti, Kapra or Makan, where we talk about the basics of life, food, clothes and the idea of home. Today we'll hear the story of Dr. Shaila Kode. Long before I met Dr. Kode in person, I had read about her in a book, Roots and Reflections, by Amy Bhatt and Nalini Iyer. When I read about Shaila Kode's story and her journey in America, I was in awe. Even today, I continue to be inspired by her courage, resilience, and love. In this interview, you might hear us conversing in Marathi. That is the language spoken by many who come from the state of Maharashtra in India. You will also hear me refer to Dr. Kode or Shaila Maushi. Maushi means auntie in Marathi. Do you remember the first day you landed in America? Very much. <laughs> uh, it was um, 29th of March, 1974. I was flying alone, first time to be in the aeroplane. It was Air France flight and I was supposed to uh, come to New York and then transfer to come back to Seattle to meet my husband. Here I am, I was supposed to be traveling in spring, so I was told not to uh, worry about warm clothing. So I was in a nice sari, <laughs> nice sari, and I had Kolhapuri chappals. Uh, and uh, one of my friends, very uh, childhood friend who stayed in New York, was supposed to uh, meet me at the airport and uh, help me uh, go on the connective flight. So here I end up at the JFK, and the flight was delayed, and there was a big snowstorm. Oh, in spring. Yes, almost 29th of March, big snowstorm. And my friends who were supposed to be driving from Fugapsi, I think, that time, got into an accident oh, wow. uh, on the snow, but still made it to meet me. They said, Shailutai, there's a lot of snow, you flight, so I was new, so okay, it's all good. Three hours it took us to drive back to their home. Wow. And uh, I stepped step out in the parking lot and my Kolhapuri chapel went down three inches down the snow. Oh, so man. that was my first memory of, <laughs> of being in the United States. Most immigrants to America know how hard it is to get certification on existing credentials. In spite of having worked as a physician in India, Shaila had to make do with the clinician's job. In the meantime, she met somebody who told her how to study for exams, which would help her get a residency for medicine. It wasn't easy for Shaila. Being away from home, married to a man in a faraway country, working a job, keeping home, she did all this and study for her exams. Shaila found a job at an obesity clinic in Seattle to support herself and her family back in India. So when I first came in 
and uh, started looking for job it was a total shock mm-hmm. total shock not knowing what i had to go through before even i could practice first thing my husband was not a physician so he was totally not helpful mm-hmm. to to me to see what i could do in in with my my career and there were very few physicians indian physicians uh, in the area who could have uh, given me information mm-hmm. of what to do did you like literally go through the phone book and try to find them is that how you found yeah, them yeah yeah so contact? just uh, just uh, through the word of mouth there was this physician indian physician i called her she was not of help and second one i called she gave me an address to get the forms uh, from olympia but those were the wrong forms so i almost lost 6 months just in getting information of where to apply wow. for ecfmg and the other frustration was because i was thinking once i came here and started working i could help my family back home that was the most troublesome and shocking thing mm-hmm. for me to accept that I, there was no way i could have uh, i could help my family because I, i had no work and why was helping your family so important to you because my father was still driving a taxi and my brother was still in college and my sister was in college so they didn't have any other income except my father's earnings mm-hmm. as a taxi driver and before i came whatever little money i had saved by working for 2 years was spent in the wedding if there is one day that has been etched into her memory it is the day when she got the results of her exams for residency Shaila will never forget this day because it's on the same day that she got the devastating news from India. So I came in 74 and I completed all my obligations in 76 and I was just going to take my state board exams in June and I was still working in this obesity clinic in the meantime and then just two days before my license exams uh, my father died in india all of a sudden so um I, my brother's friend called called home and said you know um bapu is really sick and you need to come home right away so not knowing that he was dead we my ex husband got a ticket and put me on the flight and when oh, i came you went alone yeah alone yeah mm when i came home i knew that he was no more so and here i was still not into residency i haven't I hadn't found a residency yet but just like um we have talked about you know god has always been there to help me so one time I, when i was taking my ecfm jet health science i met this one girl and i always you know that time you know you see indians you want to make friends with yeah. them because so homesick so her name was uma and uh, uma had come from pulman to give the exams isfmg oh, and she had a little baby so i went and introduced myself and i met she was from bangalore so i made friends with her and said why don't you come for a cup of tea in my apartment is right there and before you drive back to pulman so i had contact I had that way i had established my friendship with uma Mm. and we used to talk very often and so when i was in india for my after my father died she had gotten a residency in methodist in new york and there was a opening and she called oh. 
said, Shaila, there's opening here if you want to come back. So I flew right back from India to oh, New York wow. and I got dressing just because of her. I'll never forget Uma. Shaila was very close to her father. She recalls one of the last conversations that she had with him over the phone. When I had to talk to my father, I had to call back in Shasti Nagar where we lived. There was, in the whole building, there was one phone. Mm. So, Mr. Savant. So I had to call, I had to place a trunk call before you call, wait for the operator to call you and say, okay, you can talk now. I would tell Mr. Savant to call my dad from second floor down to the first floor. And then that was the communication. <laughs> <laughs> that was the communication. And the last time I remember talking to Bapu was uh, when I heard that he was having some health issues and I wanted to go and see him like six months before he died. Mm. But he said, no, 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 don't come now. You finish your exams and then you and um, your husband, both of you come for Diwali. Mm. That was the last conversation I had with him six months before. And then I never got to talk to him. Father uh, was the old, eldest of the uh, four siblings. He had two brothers and one sister. And his father owned a big business in Belgaum. Big shot. They were really like rich business people. And uh, my grandfather's shop, we, I think they were oil. It was involved oil or something like that, and it burned. Mm -hmm. When it got burned, my grandfather went to shock and died. And my, oh. my grandmother was left with these four young children. My father must be like 18 or 19 at that time. Not even, no, not even uh, uh, high school. He didn't even uh, finish his matriculation. Oh, so he, he was younger than that. So he had to give up his school because they had no paisa, no money, and they moved with his mama in Belgaum, who had a big house and big... So my grandmother moved with kids, and my father was not very happy, so he started looking for a job. Mm. And that's when I think it realized on him that education is so important for everyone, you know, to, to stand on your feet. And, you know, one thing he always said, you know, if you have money, money, you could lose money, but if you have education, nobody can take your education from you. And um, I remember my dad used to say, Kutli paristiti ali te tujha swata cha paayar tu ubharayla alapaitula. That was what he used to say. And mm -hmm. it was, it became so true in my case. Right. Throughout in, your life. In my life. Later, you know, when I went through the divorce and everything. Yeah. If I didn't have education, I would not have supported the three kids I have. Because right. I supported them to college and did double job and all that. If I didn't have education, I probably would not have been able to do that. Yeah. Shaila started her residency and was expecting her first child. Being alone with no help, she asked her mother to come from India and help her. Before I left New York, I decided to join the army. So I have something in hand when I come to Seattle and just don't lay around looking for a job. So I was commissioned while I was doing my third year residency in New York. Wow. So, and then I got stationed at Fort Lewis in Tacoma. So I knew right after I came, I could go and start my work. The day I finished my residency, Tarul was 
टेन मंथ्स ओल्ड आई केम इन फॉर माई माई प्रेगनेंसी टू हेल्प मी सो वी डिसाइड विल गेट हर ग्रीन कार्ड फर्स्ट माई शिफ्ट फ्रॉम थ्री टू ट्वेल्व मिड नाइट आई वॉज प्रेगनेंट एंड आई शुड ड्राइव एट वन ओ क्लॉक फ्रॉम टकोमा टू सी आर्टल वाव आज काय आय वॉज प्रेगनेंट बट आय स्टील आय स्टील दिन कंप्लेन इट टूक अस एटलीस्ट थ्री मंथ्स टू फाइंड अ हाउस इन फेडरल वे बिफोर मीनल वॉज बॉर्न so we found a house in federal way because it was in middle so mm. then we moved to uh, federal way and um titun mag me correct so two years i i was in uniform active duty really how did Falling. that feel like how was that experience because it's i'm sh- were there even yeah. other indians around no, that time no, or south no, asian none 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 right? none like i was how a, was that you know there's weird. only another girl uh, who was in active duty and her name was rekha duru uh, she's a gujarati and i met her um, actually through a friend and they lived in uh, federal way too and um Rekha and me, both only two girls so at Rekha that time. So Rekha also like a uh, had she come from India or she? Yeah, she's she, Indian. Yeah. Okay, and what was she was also? She physician? was a pathologist. Yeah. Oh, she was a pathologist. Mm. Oh, okay. Ah, a Marathi and a Gujarati girl in the army. Yeah. 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 Wow, that that yeah. must have so, been. Yeah. So it was expensive, but things were different then. There were no wars going on. There was nothing except as long as you followed the army regulations. and wore the uniform your your fine so mine was a clinic job mm-hmm. except that i had to do this swing shifts you know in the work until 12 midnight did you face any racism when you were in that job or um no the nicest part about my job and which i still um, uh, comment on is because of the army um my patient population is very cosmopolitan wherever this army people have bases like germany korea japan these young soldiers go and get married and bring their wives so my population because i served all the army uh, families and all chinese japanese korean germans all kind of people and never faced any racism Wow. that was nice and i think being an asian they felt more comfortable with me mm-hmm. because i was the asian and mm-hmm. i think communication for these asian women especially was more easier with me mm-hmm. compared to the others i think i see over the years experience so i just stayed at madigan after i was an activity from 1980 to 1982 or 83 and then i just stayed there as a civilian and all my patient population stayed with me um i grew with them in uh, in you know in uh, like age wise knowledge wise and communication wise i think yeah. and um you know I, and they stayed with me through you know most of my patients were in 80s when i left madigan wow so because they just stayed with me yeah what happened when i first came in this country and i was lost as a physician so i decided in my life that i'm going to help whoever needs me especially mm-hmm. the young girls who come here as physicians so over past 10 years post my divorce i have at least mentored about 7 to 10 wow. physicians from india who have come here 
and um, didn't know, you know, what to do. So they all, you know, is, with pride I can say that they, you know, my mentoring was nothing more but just to, to be there for them. Yeah. to have them shadow me at least once a week that's it you know because mm-hmm. I could not take them in the army hospital me I used to work for group health on the weekend so I used to have them come and shadow me up there and just shadowing for a short time I could give them a certificate saying they've shadowed me and this and they got into residency they're all doing very well mm. today Shaila finds great solace in her family Surrounded by her children, her mother, her siblings here in the U.S., she has a large family to love and be loved by. She takes pleasure in swimming for health and in cooking for her kids and grandkids. In retirement, she has learned to cook many of her mother's wonderful recipes. I like swimming. Swimming is something my dad taught us in Belgaum when we were very little. And they saw Virit in a Congress Chivir Moti big. You know, and at that time, I, I really feel proud of my dad because to take girls for yeah. swimming in an open weir in Belgaum, in a small town, nobody had yeah, a to no, do it. No. But my dad. That was his principal statement I remember. Yeah, and that became a metaphor for yeah, life too. Right? Even in life. Yeah. In uh, Mumbai, I was so depressed. What's going to happen? That's his famous thing. That has helped me through my life, I think. Whatever situation. Yeah. Yeah. Don't sink. Well, Shaila Maushi, kudos to you for persevering, for your grace, for standing strong, and for raising such amazing kids. Roti Kapra or Makan is produced by Studio Disha. Theme music by Mansoor Ahmed of Resonate Productions. Editing assistance by Daniel Gantner. I am Rituja and thanks for listening to Roti Kapra or Makan.